Welcome back, guys, to Wrestling Room. <laughs> I, of course, am your host, uh, the incomparable, the extravagant Eddie Shepard, along with... We go with the titty-twisting Travis Lasser on this one. <laughs> that is legally distinct <laughs> from another name that is... It's a parody. Copy- it's a parody. <laughs> it's a parody. <laughs> that is protected under copyright law. The American copyright oh. law, which I uh, 100% agree with. I love America. Oh. Fuck you, those who would call me a Canadian, because I am all American, Brent, baby. Brendan Linnae is on your license. Do you like, do you like bacon? I do like bacon. Do you do like Canadian bacon? I do not. Canadian bacon is just ham. Do you like ham? Oh. I think oh, so, yeah. bitch. Okay. <laughs> do you like ham? Yeah. Well, actually, I like okay. bacon. But I mean, I, I don't have maple syrup running through my veins. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, I do have running through my veins, and that's motherfucking gold, baby. I got it around my waist. I am your reigning and defending podcast champion of the world, beautiful Brandon A. Lane, and I'm gonna go th- gonna go through all the the bravado because you know it. And if you're lucky enough, you'll get to hear me say it again when I defend. The podcast championship of the world at Super Pod Saturday, as we not only celebrate the birth of our nation a few days late, but also the birth of our number one pretender, Eddie James, who's going to be squaring off against me in my very first title defense, one of many to come. Yeah, yeah, guys, we're gonna do. We're gonna have a, a PRT at my home. I think, I think Brandon's bravado <laughs> is gonna turn against him in this match. And Eddie James is going to come out the winner. And then he gets to defend it against the battle between me and you, which would be great. Which will be me because you're never going to get a shot. Oh, I've already got an open contract. Let's go. Tony Schiavone is going to exclaim when I when, you, <laughs> when I pick you up and slam you like Hogan did Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest day in the history of our pod. Uh, this is a, kind of an exciting episode because we actually have the first match of... Uh, on Raw of 95 of Shawn Michaels. So I'm really excited for this. Um, Brandon, what's this you got in your little bag over here? Oh, so uh, today I decided, you know, to give you something, a consolation prize of sorts, seeing how that when I defend the title, you're not going to be walking away with 10 pounds of pod. But I was benevolent enough to my cohorts here to give us uh, some of these delicious WWE ice cream treats that uh, CM Punk basically quit the company over because they wouldn't. <laughs> I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be maple syrup with a side of waffles. So, guys, I have, and that doesn't sound delicious too. <laughs> oh, Canadian. So these are two sided. So, uh, what's on your guys's? Mine doesn't have anything on it. On either side. Oh, oh yeah, it's John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't see one side of mine either, and then the other side is the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, I have a Roman Reigns. Want to put my tongue all over her? What? I thought you were going to say a Roman Reigns. No, <laughs> That's he's, he's fisting her ice and, cream bar. But uh, the most important thing is on the other side is Macho, macho Man. Yeah. Oh, he's the uh, cream, huh? of, the, he's the cream of the crap. So I'm excited to eat this because it's starting to melt. Ooh. Mm. I thought they fixed the air conditioning in the blog lodge. They, they, they have. <laughs> they have. It's been, it's been wonderful. It's been really, it's been a hot couple of weeks. Dude, it's but, been uh, hot. But, uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have enjoyed the comforts of, like, sub, uh, sub-zero temperatures on my very beautiful sackage uh, as of late. Have you been taking uh, Shawn Michaels Playgirl picks with the belt? You should. Uh, well, what I do with the belt is my business because it's my property mm-hmm. being the champion mm-hmm. and all. Uh, let's just say a lot of it involves mothers of uh, other people on this podcast. Woo! Beverly? <laughs> you leave my mother out of this. Gonna break her hip. <laughs> I was gonna say, these are not as good as when I was a kid. They're okay. Well, I feel like the graham cracker isn't as thick. You like you like things thick? I like the graham I'm gonna cracker. Count for that. Crunchy. <laughs> well, guys, 
as we go ahead and munch these bad boys down, mm, mm, nom, nom, we're going to cut to our awesome sponsors, and we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with casting crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. So goddamn guys, these are pretty good. (laughs) I haven't opened mine yet. <laughs> God damn. So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna uh, go to the Peacock app. Go to uh, season three, episode nine, it's March sixth, nineteen ninety five. You're gonna get your counter up to uh, all zeros and then, zeros. And then on the count of three, when I say hit play, you hit play. Three, two, one, play. Fuck you, Peacock. Yeah. No. Lawrence Taylor. Bam, bam, bigelow. I have a lot to say about this press conference. It hurts my voice. Don't make me do it. I have a lot to say about this press conference. Fuck, why Why do you not uh, script yourself out to do Vince promos if you make me and Travis do all the heavy lifting? Because it hurts my voice. That guy in his denim tuxedo. I bet you uh, dress just like a Look at Elsie's jacket. God damn, look at that jacket. Look at They got the new uh, Federation logo followed by the old one below it. Uh, No consistency there, Vince. I fucking hate the sideways logo. It's... It's just I don't know. It's like they were they were easing you into like when they had a child draw it in the late nineties. The best thing that ever came out of this promo is the the uh, one line that Shawn Michaels Dude, used repeated in his I have that career. I have that it. later on in my notes because they go back to it. The first thing I noticed they showed Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels unibrow takes up like all of it. I never. <laughs> I ne- it was so like prominent. Like I would not be something about that. Sid looked very menacing there, which is almost like they show Sid then pan down to Shawn like, oh, Sid's a giant. Shawn his mul- his mullet's on another level as well. I, I may be in the minority, but the new Raw opening, the part where it shows Bob back. I don't know why, but every time I think it's Randy Orton. It's like it's like embedded into my brain. That's Randy Orton, and I'm like, wait a minute, no, it's not. We got some pyro in the budget this week. Yeah, guys. Sean and Bulldog both get pyro. Wasted, wasted yeah. on this half empty building. If Vince, you uh, if you see it from certain shots, they I saw. Yeah, they blocked uh, off the TV side where the Vince camera fucks is. up in a few seconds. Is like the rocket's red glare when Bulldog comes out. I'm like, he's not American. <laughs> like, just because he's wearing. Well, he can't like blue. fireworks because he's. 
from the UK. Yeah, but like, I mean, the Rockets Red Glares what shows mm-hmm. how to beat their ass. Sean just little kissing. Well, maybe, they, maybe maybe he liked maybe he likes fireworks. Maybe he likes fireworks in your pants. That's not. True. I do. <laughs> I blow them every time I get to see Raw. Look how exciting this is! I get Raw on Monday night. Yeah, that's gonna say like we're starting that's how you out get the, the show. AIDS. <laughs> Whoa, we're back to uh, starting out the show with the main event though. Here we got a. Uh, Sean and Bulldog coming out for the match. Would you uh, would you care to know what the main event of America was this week as far as movies? Let us know. Let's do it. It was Man of the House starring Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who you'll be seeing uh, at WrestleMania 11. Yeah, what a draw! Thank <laughs> you, JTT. When, when they talk about it too, they talk about the, the celebrities later on. They mention Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Man of the House. I, I love his I love his pouty like eight by ten. They use he's like oh I'm adorable. I'm like no, I love the fact that pensive. that Brucey from the Longest Yard is fucking <laughs> Nicholas Satoro is the same guy from fucking MIP. He used Blue. to be a badass man, dude. Sid looks awesome. Uh, Cornette gets over that he's a psycho. In oh this. yeah, Sid is. He's all about doing that. And the rockets red glare. <laughs> the bombs are and bursting. And now you see an empty arena. I mean, as they pan that's out. It, yeah. They're literally they're literally <laughs> shooting red rockets above him. Uh, I know, I know, but like. It's America, man. You want to understand because you're a Canadian. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> if anything, you should be offended that the Bulldogs getting the credit. The crowd is hot for Bulldog. I'm not going to lie. This is the most wanted like Bulldog figure I want from a Dude, he and looks incredible. He's that huge. jacket, the he's, shorts. He is super jacked right through that's here, like too. That's like the Bulldog they haven't done. And that's then, my favorite So this Bulldog. is March. This is the first show we've got to do in March. We finally got through February. <laughs> February. I have to say February, wrestling-wise, at 95, was probably the worst month so far. It was yeah. not good. There we, was one good Raw, and then a bunch of fucking filler. And then we had Super Raw, generous. and it was terrible. So, but you got to remember what we have on the horizon. <laughs> we have a show that's going to make I, Super Brawl look great. I pointed out in our group chat about this. I do not like those white boots with those tights. It looks off. I, I'm used to seeing the black. Boots. I don't. I don't think so much. It's the boots. I think it's the. I think it's the knee pads and the boots combo. combo you know? Because yeah. it, it detracts from the red of his gear. It makes his gear look cheap. Like like the knee pads, because you know what I mean? Didn't that, that's like the same tights he wore at the Rumble, but didn't he have zebra print knee knee pads or something? He at the did. Rumble? They also no. looked bad. Yeah. <laughs> it looked better than this though. Johnny Gargano actually wore oh, something very dude. similar to this at the last takeover. Sean show. can sell an inverted atomic drop like no other. <gasps> that spot was that's you know I, I, why didn't he do that at the Rumble? I shit on Shawn Michaels a lot. And with, and deservedly so because he was a complete prick. But I will never take away his God given talent. Oh yeah, doing things like that, uh, making his opponent look like a fucking beast. Dude. You know, while at the same time, you know, selling himself on being he's a shit heel. It's 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 just great all he, around. He's one of the better people to get himself over, along with getting somebody else over. I meant to point this out right? when he wants to. Yeah. Well, yes. I meant later. to point this out when we first started. But if you watch the beginning of this match. You watch the commentary table. The commentary does not match what they're saying. Like they're, Cornette and Vince are just looking at each other, not talking, and they're talking on the screen. Like, but then when they cut back over there, you, they have to well, use the audio. This is the first. Ep- this is one of the first episodes I noticed where they didn't use a green screen. Yeah, which I was kind of shocked about that. Uh, I think it's very clear, like we were saying. It's there's no doubt that these guys have chemistry. I mean, this goes back to when oh, yeah. Sean beats Bulldog for the, the Intercontinental title, uh, which took place in my hometown of Terre Haute, Indiana, at the Holman Center. It was the last uh, Saturday night's main event 
where he actually won that title belt. Nice Short. finish off that too because he like beautiful. They, they do the back body drop and Sean turns in midair yep. and falls on him. But then like Bulldog fucking vanishes and goes to WCW. No, not a <laughs> good run. Not to jump ahead to the finish of this match because obviously you know Sean wins. But you crack that red I, I feel like they do a great job in making Bulldog. They they pr- protect Bulldog oh, yeah. throughout this match. Okay. Um, Sid's out there, and you, you continuously wonder when Sid's going to get involved. When Sid's going to get involved, he really doesn't get involved till maybe like what ten, twelve minutes into it. Yeah, like he really kind of. Oh, there's a there's a beautiful spot where he yeah. like dumps him back up on the yeah. on the apron, and uh, and then there's an incredibly fast ref count, which is oh, I had that in my notes yeah. too. Oh man. Kyoto out there with his long ass sleeves and oversized shirt. By uh, the way, you're talking about we're talking about long. Look, look how long his hair is in the back. He's <laughs> he's ready to fucking party. God, I love that. I love this version of Bulldog. I like I like it when you know we're just a few months away from him, you know, turning heel. Uh, there's something I want to talk about really quick because we were talking about that atomic drop that, and then Sean sold that 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 uh, corner oh, really? spot. Yeah. Jim Cornette goes. Hey, he had plans tonight. <laughs> Made me laugh. And Vince like has to reassure Cornette like a couple times, like this is a family show. So it made me laugh really hard. He does that a lot with Cornette. Uh, I don't think it's on this episode. I think it's the next episode when he mentions the Justice Department. And Vince, it's is like, this one. I told you it was a family show. It was this one. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> but but like I when fast forward and I mean this match is it's a really good match, but it's like you know seventeen minutes long. I remember when Bulldog turned on Diesel. Because then, like, it's the next week he comes out with the short haircut and he gets the long tights. He, like, changes his look up to go with the new Hill persona. I actually really like the long tights uh, because if you're going to do the whole Union Jack thing, it really, like, yeah. ties that whole look together. But I like long-haired Bulldog. I mm-hmm. liked him. Bef- I didn't really care for the uh, the cornrow uh, dreadlock thing. 92, 93. Yeah, that, yeah. that was... That's... Oh, but this is fucking phenomenal, oh, yeah. by and, the way. And fucking Cornette sells it hard, too. Yeah, short arm scissors. Because uh, this is not something you see very often. But I do have a little bit of a negative about this. Because they, they hold on to this for quite a while. And you'll see Bulldog struggle with it and like, trying to reverse it into a pin. Bulldog doesn't fucking sell this after the fact. Because he mm-hmm. picks him up and drops him, which was, is fucking impressive. However, later on, he's going to knock him out to the the floor, and he's going to sell his leg. And it's like you just, he just worked over your arm for like five six minutes, it's and a, you're not going to sell that. But you you hit the ground once, and you're going to sell your. It's it's angle. also they talk about his tattoo here too. Like, so look at the tattoo on that bulging bicep. So <laughs> the marks in the front in the front uh, row. We talked about them last week when Bulldog was trying to get a slow clap going. Uh, they were all acting like they were like mockingly trying to smack <laughs> their hands. So it's fucking it's hilarious. So, something you don't see anymore though now is that guy's got like a literally like a Polaroid camera. Almost oh, yeah. like he has to wind it, take the picture, wind it, take the picture. Yeah, like one one of every four will halfway yeah. turn out. Yeah. yeah, that was always the coolest thing for me when I'd go to house shows as a kid because we never, where I lived, we never got full on shows. Like we always had to go to like Fort Myers or when I lived in Indiana, we'd go to Terre Haute. They would, and uh, at the Holman Center, they would always do WCW house shows and uh, they would do WWF house shows, but they would never do a big show. So I'd always get my camera and go there and take them and get a disposable camera. And then you have to fucking wait and then like finally get a chance to take it to Walgreens or somewhere or Walmart. And then you're like you were saying, half your pictures come out where it's like uh, fucking here, here, the side. Here's a spot right here. It's impressive that, as that, fuck, that, though. This is, the the amount of upper body and lower body strength because that's coming from his legs. 
uh, to get him up. And but he's then, deadlifting him. Yeah, right. but he's holding him from his, his lats and his uh, <clears throat> traps, you know, to keep him up in the air. That's that's just impressive. If you all think around. about their matches, though, that's a staple spot of pretty much every one of the matches they ever have. Is that spot and him and Owen too? Because he does it with Owen in '97 for the, when they're wrestling for the European title. Which I'm cool for remembering that spot, so. <laughs> but I just know Bulldog uses that spot, but it, it's because it puts him over like a fucking beast. But Shawn Michaels selling that turnbuckle shot there too, like that's stuff that doesn't happen today. You get thrown in the turnbuckle, you just walk out. How how often do you see a guy this size put someone in a fucking surfboard? Not many Not times. But you got to think about this. Think this, this. This match right smack here. Smack the sides. You didn't if, smack the sides. If that's you, Ultimo Dragon's not the size of the fucking Bulldog. Well, no, you know. but still, when I think if of you that. you stand though. Bulldog beside Shawn Michaels, though, Shawn Michaels is taller than the Bulldog. Yeah. But he's he's beefier he's than Shawn. He's a brick shithouse, man. <coughs> well, steroids will do that for you. I mean, yeah. properly applied, you're putting literally no pressure on the person you're giving this move to. But as someone, as a kid, who did everything you're not supposed to do, <laughs> when they tell you don't Ooh, try this at home, nice. uh, my, my cousin David, I, I I tried to put him in this, and um, the problem is, is like his little like bird arms like slipped out of my grip, and he like slingshot it <laughs> forward and smacked his face on the floor, and I'm like, don't tell on me, don't tell on me. I put my uh, my co- I put my cousin in a in a figure four, and he started crying. I'm like, quit crying, you're gonna get us in trouble. Is this around the time the bulldog gets and all that shit? Like, didn't he like almost kill a guy in like a bar in Canada or something? For like hitting on his wife, and then like the oh. guy got paralyzed and everything. Is that you think that's why he didn't get the main event run in '95? Well, that's what I was gonna. Belt? I was gonna ask you guys. Do you think there was a missed opportunity with Bulldog? Oh, right, right, right. that's yep, great. Yep. This is the spot. Do you think he was kind of you know it was a missed opportunity? And one, two. Hey, he almost well, counted. All, the whole match he counts super fast. Here's why I, I would say yes because you look at his match at WrestleMania 11. That match is fucking bullshit. They Not put, his fault. They just put him and Luger together to put them on the card against yeah. the Blue Brothers. Like, there was no build for that. I would have rather seen him versus Luger, to yeah, be that, honest with you. They're actually called the SS Brothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are they on this episode, or is that the next episode? Clan the next Rally. episode. Uh, yeah, the next episode. But like, I have a lot to say about that when, match. When we'll they... When, because it's not even supposed to be the head shrinkers in that match. It's supposed to be one, two, three, kid, and Bob Holly. But apparently they were too late to get to the build. <laughs> <laughs> Considering a guy drives a race car, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> the kid was driving. <laughs> oh, he like he slipped. Uh, off. He, look, I think he slipped off the apron there though when he was trying to come out. He's 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 selling the fuck out of his knee right here, and like, could you not have done that with your arm earlier? I'm foot. By I'm by foot. the way, Sid is not. Stop. He's not quite IRS sweaty. But he's pretty damn he's, close. He's got a fucking sweat diaper on his ass. <laughs> if you look at his jeans, it's pretty bad. I think it's from he probably put water in his hair and a lot of that dripped down. So. You put that much fucking water. Well, dude, look how long his fucking, fucking Jerry, mullet, Curlin, Jerry Curl mullet he has is going to drip down. Where's it going to go, Travis? Know, Where's maybe, the water go? Maybe we should use a catcher's mitt. Like you play softball all the time. Oh, they make. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, they make they make that reference about Sid later on too. They, they actually, he says those hands are as big as softballs, and I laugh really hard. I, I I really I really like this match. Uh, this actually, I don't think I'm, Sean and Bulldog ever had a bad match. Well, I mean they're both very talented, but I I feel like especially considering the what we have seen this year, we've seen some good matches, we've seen some bad matches, but this match I feel is too good to be on Raw. 
Oh yeah, well, they, they it's too good it's, to be the opener. It's, it's def- were, well, that's my second part. It's definitely too good to be the if opening. They match. would have had in your house at this time. This would have been the in your house main event between Mania and Rumble. Yeah, and it well, would have been it for been the number great. one contendership. Yeah, see, much. I, you actually beat me to my, to my next point. Like if this were done today, this match would have had stakes of like you know he a, thought he tossed him out from the Rumble yeah, and, he and then it. he wins another battle royal. That's the other point. I don't, I don't think they've. Talked about it here. But they, they did. About it. They did. I mean, they showed highlights last week when they were talking about Jerry Lawler or something. But like, he wins that battle royal and Sean just jumps out because they already won the one that matters. And then Bulldog. It's actually wins that it's, one. it's it's genius. Yeah, it's good storytelling though because like Sean's like, why am I in this? I'm going the mania. It's like what? Yeah, why? You're like, yeah. Wait, okay. but then Bulldog wins that and he gets the consolation prize of a fucking tag match with Luger at the. Fucking pay per view. Hey, he's on no. the show. He well, got a mania. I mean, what? I mean, like from a from a storyline perspective. If Bulldog had won this match, what then? He has a win over the number one contender. They he's could have st- set he's up. St- but he's still not going to go to Mania. Oh, no. no, but if you were, I think during this time you could have easily put him against Jarrett and a few yeah. for the IC title. But they're already doing that with Razor. Razor. And you so, forget that who, who's they, never who's never on fucking so Raw. This this so. is this, this leads to a question too. How bad was the WWF hurting for top guys in '95? The bad thing is, is like they they they, really, they have a fucking they have great talent. They have pool. great talent, but have they really elevated anybody to get in that main event? Well, I mean, not they they blew it with Luger. They could have somebody with Bulldog, Razor, Razor, absolutely, Jeff, um, Jarrett. I mean, I mean Jeff, Jeff Jarrett could probably be work a, with the top yeah. guys, but as far as like being the champion, no. If you really think about it, though, they had probably a good eight guys they could have put in the top. Sid, Sid. You have Taker, which you never, you haven't seen on Raw this year. You've got you still have Luger, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, Bulldog, Bret Hart, uh, Diesel, Sean. That's eight right there. Now, and when you break it down too, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund, literally, still be used. with the exception of Backlund, when you think they had age on their side, it really was the new generation. But then you flip over to WCW, and you have Hogan, you have Vader, Savage, Savage Sting, Flair. I mean, to me, Vader is probably the youngest one out of them. They've got Bam Bam, too, and King Kong Bundy, if you really want to throw them in there. I wouldn't throw RS in there. It's too sweaty. And and your your favorite one to to ride their dick, King Mabel. Oh, fuck (laughs) it. They're getting ready to make Mabel. So that's that's the the fucking thing, is how you going to... During this time period, you make Mabel. Imagine if they would have made that Bulldog instead. Oh, I, I would have loved to seen Bulldog. Bulldog could have feuded with Diesel through Sur- a SummerSlam. That's, I, that's I, where I have the problem with the right there. King of the Ring through the rest of 95. Because D- Bulldog had already turned heel before King of the Ring, right? No, he turns, I believe it's in August. I think or, it's the it, first. But see, they could have used that as his jump point to be a heel. Because his whole catalyst for turning God, heel. Damn it. I don't want to agree with you, but you're right. His whole catalyst <laughs> for turning heel is that Diesel never gave him a title oh, shot. Sure. Because he rightfully thinks he won the Rumble, and Diesel never gave him the belt. He could have won the King of the Ring, which guaranteed them a shot at the champion at SummerSlam that year, and then, boom, there you go. Bulldog's made man. Well, but they wanted to make fucking Mabel. And and I will say, the end of the year, I love Mabel. one of my favorite matches... One of my favorite matches happens at the end of this year, so and it's much. season's beatings with Brett and Bulldog. Was well, um, it Great White North Bulldog and Diesel fight? It's like the fourth in your house because then it's it's Bulldog and Diesel, Brett and Diesel, and then it's Bulldog and Brett. Yeah, is the end of the year. I'm pretty sure. 
Because in your house, three is the one where they do the whole, all the titles are on the line and bulls. And Bulldog's in that match as well because Owen is out. And then, yeah. And then doesn't Owen take the fall in that match? Yeah. Because that's why they get get the belts back off of Diesel and uh, That's some WCW fuckery right there. Well, if not... Uh, bulldog, I, I, I mean anybody would have been preferable to, to, to fucking Big Daddy I mean, V. I don't give a fuck, fuck what you say. You could have turned SummerSlam. You could have turned. You could have turned, uh, turned Razor Hill, and him win the and the I, King of the Ring and I mean, feud with Diesel. If it would have been me, I would have given it to Owen, just because I think Owen. Owen could work with anybody on the babyface side and give them a great fucking match, even if you're not going to give him the the fucking title win. Here's my and. Here's the other problem with King of the Ring 95. That really should have been Razor's year because he, like, loses to Brett in 93. Then he loses the finals to Owen in 94. And then he's not even in the damn tournament because he gets hurt and gets placed by Savio Vega. Vega. That should have been, on the babyface side, it should have been Razor. Uh, I'm still going to say Owen because I think if you'd had him do it back-to-back, you know, just the promos alone... Would have been gold, but they already had him in the the tag title thing with Yoko. That's dumb. I don't care. No one, can, <laughs> no one gives a shit about that. <laughs> it's not surprising. I mean, you, you, you really could have plugged in anybody though to team with fucking Yoko. Though. They they could have put fucking Bulldog Man as as that King of the Ring because me and Eddie have all have talked Three about ninety five. We have booked rebooked ninety five from WrestleMania eleven to the end of the year multiple times, and it's always with Bulldog as. The biggest heel star, and, right. he, and he he goes on to pretty much lose the title, lose the title to Brett at Russell or at Royal Rumble '96 to lead into still getting the Iron Man match at WrestleMania six. And honestly, you could have kept it on Bulldog if you build him as a credible heel champion. Uh, not to, to add any more to our already staggering workload, but I I think at sometime in the future, I really do think we should do some bonus episodes where we where we rebook because oh, yeah. I have rebooked. The early era of Hulkamania to to ensure that both Roddy Piper and Ted DiBiase got title got title reigns and it still fits in that's, with the timeline. That's two big injustices too. Is that they should have had title reigns in that time? I'm all for that because that's just conversations we've had sitting here. Yeah, I mean, I mean we could sit here for an hour and bullshit about that. And but, I love to tell Travis that he's wrong. Yeah, that's another. And then I love when you agree with me when I'm right. But <laughs> very that, rare. That's another. That's another staple of their matches is the whole yeah, top he drops rope. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. Oh, God, I still love that. The fucking flip up the road, that's, come back down. Sean is so good, that's, man. Uh, he should have grabbed shade, him for the power slam, though, right Shades there. of Ray Stevens, as the great Jim Cornette points out. Also, uh, I, I find myself watching this match, but still enjoying Sean wrestling nope. as a baby face instead of a heel. Here's I, here's where we start to... The, the Sid temptation gets big here. Well, I just feel like... I feel like watching Sean as a as a babyface. I feel like he gets more sympathy as a babyface. Like I feel like he's almost like a too he's, too good. He's to Rick, be a heel. He's Ricky Morton. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's, he's Ricky Morton. Uh, if Ricky I if they had kept that, his looks. I think they fucked that spot up. Because oh! Sid was trying to do it on the other side of the ring, but the step. I think he thought the steps were in the way, so then they had to, to cover for. He's him not there. very smart. No, oh, you're talking about Bulldog. He has half the brain that you do. He has half the brain that you do. Half the brain that you do. You're half. I'm half the man that you are. Bulldog's also not very smart because he's dead. Oh, 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 oh. 
And he, and he wrestled in denim. He's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, I have Sean and his mullet are drying out. God, it is long. The, the, the crowd... I mean, there's ebbs and flows in this match. Yeah, it but, dies pretty quick. But they... You know, when they pop, they, they they pop. They're, they're, oh, there it is, switching music. I gotta be honest with you. I think this ending is a little weak. No, yeah. Um, but Sid only got involved one time, and it was mean. Well, twice technically, but it was meaningful both times. I oh. Sure, but yeah. I just, I, it's not that he beat him with sweet chin music, which they're not calling it that. Yeah. Super kick or no, yeah. side yeah. kick. It, yeah. it calls him a back kick or something yeah. like that. But um, I I don't know if it's just it's the the way he hit it or the camera angle. I don't know. It comes off a little little softer than the, well, like, the impact is probably not sold to the degree it probably well, should have been. On, that, on top of that, too, like, it's... It's not really even considered a thing yet. Like it's weird seeing the the sweet shit music as just like a eh, kind of finish because he doesn't even have the the the, the stomp. Yeah, yet. he hasn't he hasn't perfected you know the the crowd the participation you know. element to well, it. Technically, he's a heel, so he doesn't really need it. I guess at that point. Oh, here we go, Bam Bam. Why don't you sell me some fucking Slim Jims, you fucking heel? Really quick before we move on, something Cornette mentioned. He did mention Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson getting married. Yep. Uh, and Cornette says Tommy Lee should be worried since uh, she's walking Sean down the aisle. And then her attitude changes because she's a bitch. That fucking jacket. God, I love that jacket. I'm telling you, he um, just he literally just switched his jackets over his salmon colored shirt. This this jacket is one of the the points of contention between Cornette and Russo because uh, Cornette had forgotten that he wore this jacket, and then Russo was like, "He wore a canary yellow jacket on Raw. We called him Tweety Bird." Oh. And have you have I fucking <laughs> mentioned to you guys in the, the last God, in the last Todd ten Pettengill. eleven episodes that I hate Todd Pettengill? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how glad I am to see that Todd's hormone replacement therapy is going to come into plan because in just a short seven days, he has regrown his his beautiful and glorious lesbian Ellen DeGeneres mullet. It's it's magically returned. Todd Pettengill is the walking embodiment of a fanny pack. You can't see below the waist because of the way the framing is, but you know in good and well that he's wearing one, which is just perfectly complements his face, which is just so pathetic, it can make an onion cry. And i got to ask a serious question. Is your ass jealous of the shit that comes out of your mouth? Because, buddy, it stinks. <laughs> Get a new job, you fucking embarrassment. I hate I'm, I'm you, sorry. Todd Pettengill. I'm sorry you can't pull off a top button like Todd Pettengill and it makes you mad. Hey, shout out to Todd Pettengill <laughs> on, uh, on NXT in your house. It was pretty funny. And also, Todd Pettengill uh, sitting there being uh, glorious in his build for WrestleMania 11 here. Don't even, don't even act like he's not doing a good job. He's doing a great job here. As long Better as than it, Diesel is talking about, I won the Federation Championship, and won the IC title, and won the tag titles. Meh. I'm not even going to main event this year. Meh, meh. His fucking head's almost touching the fucking ceiling there. He's a sprinkler hazard oh if I've ever seen one. But like... Top Pet and Gills, man. I don't give a shit what you say. But it is weird, know, though, that no. he, his hair was cut a week ago, and then everything leading up to this, is he's got the so mullet. Here's what we were talking about earlier. Okay. Sean also has his oh shit earrings in, which I've never realized. <laughs> Vince um, is like, I want to blow him. See, he says, oh shit. And yep. he, he gives the the uh, the quote of, I will give you a show like you have never seen before. Why? Because, because I can. Because I can. It's probably one of the most overused clips of Shawn Michaels ever. But... 
very fitting for Shawn Michaels because he fucking can do it. It's not. I mean, it's it's not bragging if you can back it up. I like how he used diesel puns in this too. He's like, "I suggest you fill both tanks." <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't miss a fucking beat, dude. Sid is totally holding in a fart. <laughs> Let me look at Sid picture. is so fucking awful back there. By the way, you can tell that one of his nuts is slightly twisted in his in his jeans. <laughs> that's and a, that's and a and softball and, accident. And he, and he can't he can't adjust it because he's on camera right now. <laughs> oh God, Bam Bam's promo here is not good. He stumbles through this um, shit hard. One of the things that I actually liked about this, it makes me laugh, it's, I think it's coming up, is LT calls Bam Bam an Easter egg. Yeah, no, I know it's yeah, fucking stupid. I'm not going to let any Easter egg uh, disrespect me. You know, you it know. didn't It didn't align with me immediately, and then when it clicked, I, I audibly laughed. Uh, yeah. I, that's It's so stupid, but you know, I can't help but see it. You know what is fucked up about this? Though? It's not really fucked up, but like LT kisses him on the cheek, and then Vince, and then Jim Cornette's like, oh my God, we just saw another man kiss a man on TV. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the next week, they never mention the kiss again. It's like they do not mention the kiss ever again. Watch Vince's face. You can tell he has a heart on right now. Oh, like, like, oh he's so yeah. Excited. Give my champion the rub. Oh, yeah. So, Bam Bam was doing all the talking. Do you think Million Dollar Man should have been doing been his mouthpiece during all of this? I think if Bam Bam and more of like a... A setting where he was, I would say, comfortable, where he knows he could screw up and probably restart was better. But this here, you could tell he was really nervous. This is the biggest moment of his career. He's he's not bad, but he's just funny. But, he, but just, yeah, I, this is a, because, this is an uncontrolled environment. And LT's not really that great here either because he's like, I'm gonna be like a pack of wild dogs and we're gonna have some fun at WrestleMania. And I'm like. No, you God, that's terrible. Because he did this for the money to buy blow. That's, that's why he did this. That's pretty much it. Bam Bam, so, Bam, like Bam any, said that. So like any other uh, professional athlete. So do you think the reason he doesn't go into the WWE Hall of Fame is because he doesn't remember being at WrestleMania 11? Probably. So how on blow. So... So here it is. Here it is. Like they shake hands. Some, didn't someone say too? They went out and partied with, with and they, he came out and party with them. And I think it was, I think it was Nash talked about it. See, there's the kiss Ooh. that they never talk about again. Because I want to say Cash Nash. Sorry, I said the sexual Nash. chemistry was so thick between them they couldn't handle. Jim Cornette's a homophobe. On <laughs> I think I think Kevin Nash did a timeline for '95. I could be wrong. Yeah, he did. And he, he said timeline. that LT came out and partied with them, and oh. he was LT was like. He's like, where are you guys going? He's like, well, we gotta go to our next fucking town. He goes, what? Because <laughs> they partied so hard. Here's your, here's your next, uh, here's your proceeds. I love his commercial though. They show with him and uh, Paul Bear. And, uh, <laughs> and Dude, I have it. My note. It is a great commercial. It really is. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Jennifer, slide. Jennifer McCarthy. Oh, sorry. So around this time, does, does Fishbone actually show up? I no, I, I thought they there. said Bruce Pritchard said that they didn't. They did not show, so they had to have someone else do the Star Trek event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dumpster versus. How does it Stephen make you Dunn. feel knowing Stephen Dunn is main event at a Raw? It's pretty. It's it's insulting. Oh, but this is actually pretty awesome. Promo. Using big words, Nick Bockwinkle words. <laughs> if if this if this show oh, that we're doing has has changed my perception on anything, it's it's how great Bob Backlund I, is. I, I mean, I give Bob Backlund shit like I do Lex Luger, but 
Um, I will say my perception on Bob Backlund's actually changed some. Like he was actually the promo he did with Jerry Lawler and then Sean giving him shit back while on commentary oh, was really good. Dude, wow. you haven't watched the next episode, right? It, mm. It's good, dude. Bob Backlund has a spot that I never, I don't even didn't even remember happened. That is fucking great. Yeah, it. it, it we'll we'll cover it when we get to it. But <laughs> very I, horrible wits is involved. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Can we I don't. A, I wanted to get a Taco RC man. Um. Oh my god! This, so this is they're they're hyping the second annual fan festival, which which was now called Access. Looks like you get that Luger shirt there. Yeah, I think you <laughs> got to go to Access. Did you not? Yeah, yeah, I went to Access when I went to Mania. I had like the the package, so I got to go for like two or three days, and it's heads and shoulders probably bigger than that right there was. Like that was probably like a convention hall, just like one corner of but it. But at the same time. I bet you that was probably a hundred times more fun because it, it wasn't was, as structured. It, it wasn't as structured. It was probably just, oh my God, right. there's, here's a person and there's a person. Well, it was probably just, uh, it, you know, a lot, a lot more chaotic. And, and, uh, I feel like a lot of these things now are very structured and very sanitized. We and, got, you we know, got old Bob Backlund versus, uh, Jobber Tracker legend, uh, Buck Quartermain. Whole reason I started it. This is his third match on Raw, by the way. I uh, I made a, a joke before we started recording that uh, of all the people uh, in the wrestling business so uh, related to Buck, either uh, in their first and or last name, he's by far my favorite. What were they supposed <laughs> to call Ahmed Johnson? Uh, Buck Johnson was that going to be his name? I think <clears> so. Is what they said. Well, either way, he still wouldn't get over. So, it's but fine. Uh, but yeah, well, I, I would I would give Ahmed Johnson a lot more credit than those those two midget mud show wrestlers with Bucks. Uh, hey. <laughs> Little people. Little people? Did did I say the M word? He did. I'll take credit for it. I don't care. My my hatred for for those two fellas is enough to whether I apologize to anybody that would find that offensive, but the word is applicable for them. Is that Matt and Nick Buck? That was the the, the TNA stars? (laughs) They're uh, they're a band. band. They're in a group called... Fucking a tag team called Generation Me. I have been drinking. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll tell you this, too, though. Touching back on access, it's like you have a time constraint to meet the person you want to meet, and you're not guaranteed to meet them. You stand in a long ass line with all these people, and like I didn't even really try to meet anybody because the lines were so long and stuff. But I had pictures where Cesaro is running by me with a Sheamus cutout because like Sheamus wasn't there for his signing, and everybody's like, <laughs> "Where's Sheamus?" So he runs over there and grabs the cutout that's standing beside me, and I got a picture, and he's like right in front of me. So, I mean, I mean, there's cool stuff there. Like, you can go stand in the Elimination Chamber, things like that. See all these artifacts from back in the day. But I, I agree. That's probably a lot more fun because it wasn't as, oh, you got to stand here. They're gone in 30 minutes. If you don't get their autograph, fuck you. Stuff like that. The merchant shit was cool, though. I think this match, if anything, it shows how well Backlund can work. The marks in the front row have such a hard-on for Bob Backlund. They were clapping for him. It's weird to me that Buck Quarterman has a candy striper boot and a See? Japanese flag boot. <laughs> Dark arse. <laughs> That's what his dance is. <laughs> uh, uh, attributed to by our buddies over at OSW. Fucking, he's got a huge-ass bruise on that left arm, though. They Fuck. do. They talk about too. They they officially announced Brett versus Bob in an I Quit match at Mania. Just randomly in the middle of this match, it's like, oh, Bob Backlund going to WrestleMania. Well, at this point, you put you, you could have held off and just had Jerry versus Brett at Mania, and I think it would have been more entertaining. I think that would have probably made more sense with the current storylines they got going on. Oh God, Brett and this fucking that happen. fucking storyline. There's no goddamn yeah. way it would which, happen. Which, by the way, we'll be getting on the the next episode of Raw. We'll be. But, uh, but, like, Backlund and Brett have no interaction, really, besides the Rumble until Mania, do they? Not really. Not, Unless uh, it's on this, Action Zone or Superstars. Very, very possible. Uh, there's there's some s- 
stare down stuff from afar. Yep. Yeah. He's watching them in the crowd, stuff like that. But yeah. like very, no very touch. creepy. Um, one the one thing that like I didn't really care for about Bob Backlund um, was so much of his his look. Um, but I gotta say now, viewing it through different eyes, because to me, like when I think of Bob Backlund, I'm thinking about you know the '70s run. He's the All American Boy, and he's got you know a little bit of shag, shaggier hair, and this whole shaved oh, head look. Live there, he's about to go crazy. This uh, this shaved hair look is is kind of like I don't know. He's almost like a uh, programmed military guy who's kind of mm-hmm. like went a little haywire so I, yeah. I, I kind of I, I dig it the crowd starts chanting Opie at Backlund and then Cornette puts over uh, Ron Howard <laughs> in commentary <laughs> it's fucking hilarious he puts over everything from the south wise on commentary I think it's just to piss Vince off but like I I like it that, I mean he didn't really change his look he's got the same look he had from like the 70s except for the hair and it's like he's not change his style, so it's like you've transplanted him, and he just snapped, and don't understand why the fans don't like him anymore. Um, Backlund is is an excellent worker. He always was, and, Fuck and, and he was a million times better than Billy Graham, who mm. you know he won the title from. <laughs> Dude, Backlund's getting some heat. You know, if Backlund was to do this gimmick in fucking twenty twenty one, I it would get over. Like it'd be so hard for the crowd to hate him. I think the crowd would actually cheer him more so than. Boo him! But I, the most entertaining characters are heels. If that, you really think about that's it, that's true. And um, and you're actually getting to the point I was going to make is because uh, Billy Graham was a dyed in the wool heel, and he held on to the title. And over time, people got on board with what he was doing. So he basically turned himself babyface. Now you know they gave the the belt to to Bob, and he had only you know, a long run with it, but he never really caught fire because he was a little bit on the bland Blind side. Right. He was a great fucking worker. But it makes me wonder, like, what if they had, you know, like, down the line, if they had turned Bob Hill and then had the rematch by yeah. this time, like, Billy Graham is the, you know, the conquering baby face. They could have done great business from that, and Billy oh, Graham oh. very well could have been in the Hulk Hogan position that He's Hogan getting ready for the, the getting. chicken wine. You know, watching, oh, oh, watching this match the oh. first time, uh, I thought it was okay. Watching it back this time, it's actually really good. But Quarterman's Buck not gets bad. Some, Buck gets some good, uh, some good offense ah. in. Uh, fucking Backlund gets over, like, he'll he over. I will say this, no disrespect to Bruno San Martino, but if you go back and watch his stuff, he's pretty bland, too. That you have to view it through the lens of the of the geographical yeah. aspect because you know he's from he, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the Ita- Italian heritage. He was a man of the people, man. but it was different back then because they sucked. they basically played off of uh, you know the racial the stereotypes, stereotypes and you know oh. for for good and bad. He's kind of selling to the smart guys over there. By the way, look at his hands. <laughs> Backlund doesn't know where the fucking hard camera is. He did that a couple times. He doesn't the match. know. He doesn't know where he is at all. Go put, that, go put that army brat in the fucking that's chicken why, wing. That's why they call him Bob Prozacklin. Oh. <laughs> I'll never forget oh. that. That's such a great nickname. <laughs> yeah. Bad blood. Right. Bad blood. Is this is this, this is not the most 90s uh, racist? Promo? Yeah, most racist. And I can't ever. believe it's Todd Pettengill giving it because it's so great. I hate it. <laughs> you love it. You just hate the no. top bit. That feud started almost two years ago. Well, if he hadn't touched a little girl in a hotel room, it would probably be allegedly. allegedly. 
I'm usually the ones making the making the, uh, the you know the, the assertions here. I'm not gonna lie though. Him him ripping on Stu and Helen is some of my greatest funniest shit. Like I I, I can't remember. Is this Cordette says one time he's like I heard that uh, Stu Hart's like Santa Claus and Vince McMahon's like why he's like he's always always carry around that old bag with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think next episode when we get Bret Hart versus uh, Jerry Lawler, I'm gonna go through and find some of the best quips that Jerry had. Oh. To say God. about Stu and Helen, Harvey Whipple. That's that's a raw main eventer right there. Stephen Dunn isn't even going to enter enter guys. He just uh, it's already waiting in the ring. He has Timothy Whale left the building. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're well of well done, um, do you do you become uh, envious of your of your uh, tag team partner? Dude, he's for, probably already retired by now. Hey man, guys, want to get some Wrigley's Double Mint chewing gum? Technically, guys. This is a star versus star match. I got a question for you. Did you ever find out if there was commentary missing from that match? So, yeah. So, um, there there was a spot where during Shawn Michaels and uh, British Bulldogs match where Shawn slaps the uh, sleeper hold on and he's reaching for the ropes. My audio cut out twice on Peacock. And I was like, well, that's weird. And I rewound it the first time and I heard it again. I was like, that's weird. So, I went to Daily Motion. I found it. I didn't have to go into the Toshiba hard drive. Toshiba. Toshiba. Um, but he doesn't say anything bad. So then I rewound it the thir- a third time, and it did not mute. So I think it's just Peacock me and Peacock. I, I don't know. I have. What did he say? I mean, I'm guessing I probably heard it. And didn't. Uh, he basically said that um, <laughs> he was gonna he's gonna try to put this dog down. Oh, okay. I have issues with Peacock every time I watch something, and uh, actually, uh, the when I watched this last night, I had. Um, not like audio issues, but I had like pixel, like oh. very like uh, I don't know what you call it. it, it like it became very uh, buffering, need to buffer kind of. Yeah, I mean like yeah, the, just everything. Fuzzy. It was like the the pieces of the puzzle weren't all where they were supposed to be, but it and I it didn't do that. Watching it back today, know. so you know, well, it is what it and is. And I was telling you guys, I was watching the second episode, and right in the middle of Ernie Ladd's promo, it just stops, and then if you try to go back and replay it. It will only play like the clip that it goes where it stops at, and then it kicks you back out. It won't even let you restart to watch it. So I had to watch finish watching the second episode on my computer. So Peacock, here's something I need to tell you: get the fuck together, all right? God damn it! <laughs> so I, I said they really are pushing this racist angle, Jerry, and <laughs> Jerry's going back and forth. But I want to say this about Timothy or uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Dunn. Stephen Dunn, Timothy Well, and Stephen Dunn have actually been a tag team for years. They wrestled, They were actually a tag team in the USWA. Oh, God. Uh, but the most notable thing about Steve uh, Steve Dunn or Steve Dahl, as he was, um, he, <laughs> he was the wrestler that was wrestling the mauler. The mauler when Scott Hall came Mike, down and Mike started anus. Yeah. That's right. Imagine leaving this shitty gimmick but never changing your tights. Just taking well done off of it and still being employed by WCW. The only bad thing is when he when he passed away, he he passed away in uh I believe I think it was like 2010. Uh he was only 48 years old. So I mean it's super young. Um what was his cause of death? Being I, a wrestler. He did not yeah. Hmm. Unfortunately, it's so uh, He doesn't have a good look. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be a dick to the guy. You're wearing a thong up your ass right now wrestling in the main event of Raw. But <laughs> hey, when they just showed him How many times you How many times you've been in the main event of Raw, Travis? Many as you have, champion. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How dare you? <laughs> you you bruised my pride. <laughs> I love that when like Jerry Lawler's talking over his whole match, which means his match is nothing, it's bullshit. But um 
Desert Man hangs up on him. He's like, goodbye, goodbye. And then Jer- Jim Cornette's like, Alexander Graham Bell would be really upset with you and miss you some telephone. Thank you for your telephone privileges. <laughs> like, Cornette's quips, like, it's just such a breath of fresh air from Shawn Michaels being on here and, like, just plugging himself the whole time and jerking I, off Vince McMahon. I feel like the they're, tr- they're trying to be their version of Tony and Bobby. Which I get. Whether they want to admit that or not, I do think you're correct. But I was there is some parallels in just the the interplay. Vince McMahon is way better in a taped environment where he can slow down and think about what he wants to say than he is in the live environment. I really think this match should have been the main event, or not the main event. It is the main event. I'm gonna fucking (laughs) hit you. (laughs) This match should this match should have been the opener, and they could have Jerry Lawler call when this was going on. You could have, uh, uh, or even have Jerry call during the Buck Quartermain um, Bob uh, Bob Backlund match. No, nah, I have it called during this, so nobody wants to see this shit. But this should have been the first match, and then Bulldog and Sean should have ended it easily. And I, or as far as like taping, and like is this this is this the beginning of a new taping? This is the, this last. Is not, the last. This is week the three of three of the taping. The next taping is from Stockton, California. Okay, so that's probably why Bulldog and Sean went on first because they're like we got to get this on as early as possible because by the time they get to this point they're the crowd's gonna be tired and That's true, but they could have cut that any way they wanted it. Yeah. I agree with you, but I'm saying in the in the order in oh, which they produced that's it, cool. that's probably why they Thank God it's over and he's still kicked out of it. Because I'm gonna tell you that, that net the next week of Raw is actually probably my second favorite Raw of the year. I, I'm going to I can't believe it. I agree with you. Probably no. like the second or t- third time this episode, I, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I don't think Brandon's drunk. You can tell. He, I don't think agreeing. like this raw was not as terrible as I thought it was, but it was just paced terribly when it came to what, where the matches were on the call. Oh, Duke's mad. He stole his trash can. He got from the back five minutes before he came out. I make a living doing this because I can't afford to feed my family off my wrestling. Okay, if uh, if watch it, so he goes to toss him onto the trash can. Oh, this is bad. And he oh. tosses him over it. Oh, that. That's because fucking Stephen Dunn didn't want to take that bump. I would have rather took the bump on the damn trash well, can. Doesn't this lead to like after Mania? Like they're trying to say that um, Ted DiBiase's got the dumpster in his back pocket, kind of thing, like he did with Luger and Tatanka. Probably, but I don't care. This is hard. Like, who the fuck wants Duke dr- the Dumpster Drozzy in their goddamn million dollar corporation? Well, somebody's Does everybody gonna, need a trash man again. Uh, Ted DiBiase is a wealthy man, therefore uh, he produces a lot of trash. So, so what maybe you're he wants his is, own personal trash man. So what you're saying is he's the new Virgil. He'll never be as good as Virgil. <laughs> Vincent. Have you ever told my story about Virgil tell, tre- tricking me into buying an autograph from him? No. Well, you told me, but I don't think you said on <laughs> All the right, podcast. Fuck it. I'll tell this real quick. Um, so, I'm at a convention in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm there. I mean, I'm like first one in line, and I'm looking for Anthony Daniels from Star Wars. I'm going to get an autograph my Empire Strikes Back poster, and I see Virgil. And he's not even at his table. He's just, like, in the middle of the aisle. I'm like, oh, shit, Virgil. So I'm like, hey, man, and I kind of shake his hand and stuff. And he's like, come here, walk and talk with he me. He littered. He left peace. And um, and he's just like, man, you you, you like you like wrestling, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, man. I grew up, uh, you know, being a big fan of, you know, Ted DiBiase and, you know, and Andre Megabucks and all that stuff. And he's like, hurry here, check it out. And um, so he's got his his setup, you know, the, the traditional Virgil wrestling superstar thing. And... He tricks me 
into buying an autograph from him that I did not want. <laughs> and I thought he was giving me this. And he'd signed it, and he took a picture, and I'm like halfway a step away. He's like, hey, man, it'd be $25. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> How do I give this back and, and not look like an asshole? So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to this. This is one of the better WrestleMania commercials of all time, probably. The, the Paul Bear, Mr. Fuji, NYPD Blue thing. It's great. It's transphobic. I, I fucking love it. <laughs> Everyone should look this up on YouTube because uh, it's it's fucking good. Nicholas Totoro beats the shit out of a tri- out of a cross dresser, and that is that is big. Because he even calls he's like, "I'm going to take care of this tr- cross dressing scum." <laughs> Tell the Undertaker I said good luck. And, and it's Asian hate. <laughs> look at look at uh, fucking Jim Cornette, just like mm, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, I'm like a canary yellow jacket. So something I noticed too, I don't know if they just ran short on time, but they actually ran run a highlight. Real of Raw, and it's literally, it's literally a Shawn Michaels match, and then like Duke at the end, and that's it. It's, and they show like highlights from the press conference. Yeah. I think that's probably why they did it, is to, to put over that press conference even more. I mean, you got a lot of phobia on this. You got homophobia from Jim Cornette about a guy kissing a guy. You got fucking transphobia, and then Asian hate, and white on black, and all this other stuff. It's just fucking terrible. If you look at 95, it's full of racism. Unibrow. <laughs> Unibrow hate on this podcast. I mean, then you're making fun of somebody's drug addiction. Um, I mean, there's a, uh, yeah. That was us that made fun of his drug addiction. <laughs> oh, oh. See, that, see, they never show that kiss again, though. You wait till next week, and you think they're going to mention it? Nope. Just like, oh, they have a nice gentlemanly handshake. That's all Todd Pettengill says? They get right the fuck out of there. Because Todd Pettengill See, look, his look, highlights are raw. Sean... Bulldog, dude, jump straight. I think that's because he had money in the same. That's the only reason. All right, so what's the verdict, guys? Is this, is this redeemed or is this ruined? I say just for the Sean Bulldog match, this is a redeemed episode. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to redeem it across the board here, guys, and I think you're... Uh, I mean, most of the time when we've re- ruined or redeemed, it's all been unanimous. I'm waiting for that first time when it's like not. It's going to be great, because I want to fuss at Brandon and tell me he's a fucking liar. <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> Who do you think MVP is? Uh, man, that, there, it, usually it's pretty clear cut. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sean, but I mean Bulldog is pretty right pretty close second. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Sean just because it's uh, getting getting that angle over and getting Sid over and, and pushing towards Mania. You guys already it's unanimous with Sean, but I'm actually gonna say Bob Backlund. Yeah. I thought Bob, Bob was Bob great. Did. I mean, that, I was going to mention him as an honorable mention because he, he did the promo. He looks good in that match with Buck Quartermain. And then he gets his Mania match in a fucking three-second blip. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it, what he did was great. I'm not I'm not discounting anything he did. But in the grand scheme of things, I just think that uh, this is this is Sean's ascent. Even though oh, he yeah. doesn't, this isn't oh. him getting on the ascent to become a champion. This is the ascent of him being locked in as a main event. There's, so there's, there's more... There's more there's two weeks in a row where Bob Backlund's right on that cusp of getting the MVP. Because next oh, week, no. oh, next week, like I, I, I hate to keep talking about next week because I've already watched it, but him and him at the end of next week's Raw is just fucking great. It's tremendous. God damn it, three, three in a row. <laughs> did we, did we just become best friends? We might yep. as well just touch tips and duck. Oh, guys, on the other side of things, WCW Saturday Night mm. took place two nights before on March fourth, nineteen ninety five. We saw the Nasty Boys beat Tracy Benton and Bob Starr. Ming defeated Steve Neely. Lord Steven Regal defeated Mike Davis. 
Arn Anderson defended the television championship against John Crystal. Right. And Vader, U.S. champion Vader, defeated the Patriot by disqualification. Oh, shit. A match from 97 WWF. Mm. That is weird. God, that is a fucking terrible WCW Saturday night. I'd rather watch this Raw. Yeah, that sounds too good. No. Every match is a, is a fucking enhancement talent match. There's not one star versus star match. Oh, Patriot Invader. Oh, fuck, fuck Patriot. He's a fucking... <laughs> he's a former tag he's just a fucking guy under a mask. Would you rather watch Vader and Patriot or Duke Drossy and fucking... Uh, Don't Steve you fucking Will. lie. Don't you I would say, say Duke... I'd say... You're a goddamn liar. I'd say... You are a goddamn liar. I'd say the, the, the Trashman and Stephen Dunn. You want to know why? Because it took four fucking minutes, and I guarantee you that was 12, and that was bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> exactly. I'm right. the Patriot Blue, wave a flag, right. and then Vader no. just punches him in the face 17 times. No, I'm back to not liking <laughs> oh, I'm gonna you. I'm going to put you in the face. Fuck America. I'm Vader. Well, guys, I'm, I'm Brandon's favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, next episode, we're going to see... Uh, Bret Hart versus uh, Jerry Lawler. You get to see uh, Jeff Jarrett and Barry Horribleitz. It's actually well. a pretty good match. It's actually a pretty good spoiler. Role. We'll talk about it on the next episode. It's probably on tape delay because it's from Stockton, California. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the next episode when we uh, when we get rolling on it. Yeah, the big cat Ernie Ladd making an appearance. Hey, so there's so much good on the next. I really it's, really like the, the next first episode. the first match is probably the worst part, mm. and it's not even that bad because you got the head shrinkers making a surprise appearance for yeah. the first time on Raw in '95. No. Well, guys, definitely check us out at Wrestling Ruined on all podcast platforms. Check us out at ProjectLouder.net. Uh, also on all social medias at Wrestling Ruined. Brandon, uh, Rants Black Lodge. Uh, we just had our new uh, secondary series, Rants After Dark, launch with a drunken commentary with me and Fat Tony doing uh, the statutory rape uh, Nazi uh, zombie classic hard rock zombies from 1985. It's a fucking mess. We rip it to shreds. It's a good time. So check us out on that. Uh, you can find us on social media at Rance Black Lodge, uh, JuicyKruger.com, and also on ProjectLouder.net. Yeah, guys. Travis, uh, how much stuff you been selling? You just told us you sold a Ultimate Warrior D- a Blu-ray? I sold Ultimate Warrior bl- Blu-ray for 60 bucks, and I sold a sealed box of cards for 50 I sold I sold Starcade eighty five for one hundred ninety dollars on VHS. Pretty yeah. damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah. I wouldn't pay that much for it, but and I have I have people after the Michael Hayes vinyl. I'm just saying, somebody offered me two hundred. I want to do twenty five. So if you hit me with two twenty five, I will fucking take it. And by the time this episode airs, our next NGW show had already happened. So hopefully we had an awesome crowd. I'm pretty sure you will. I'll be there. Hell yeah. I'm not coming to that shit. Oh. <laughs> I gotta work. It's not It's not me being snooty. I have to work, unfortunately. Somebody's gotta fucking pay for the... Keep the lights on here at the Black Lodge. It's just Brandon. It's just Brandon. Sure. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys on the next show, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye! Bye.